On today's episode of More Important Issues, we're talking spring practice and the orange and white game. We've got some recruiting news for you. We're also talking vol baseball and a little bit of vol softball. Today's segments include Over the Basket, Jumbotron, and Stupidity is an Epidemic. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners. That's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join now. My bookie will make your will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use the promo code issue. That's promo code issue I S S U E. So visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use promo code issue when creating your account to claim up to one thousand dollars in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Now I would like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. Do it. We're waiting for you. Or, sorry. What are you waiting for? That's promo We're code. also waiting for you. Yeah, we're also waiting for you to just go ahead and do it. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April fourteenth. It's a busy day. Um, the Masters rounded up. Tiger Woods getting his fifteenth major win and a redeeming win. Pretty big time for him. Pretty fun to watch and emotional. I don't cry a lot in sports. I don't cry a lot. Cried today watching him uh, hug his family and just the emotion, raw emotion he showed. It was awesome. And then also, which we'll talk about this more on later, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Which I'm, I'm a newbie to it, um, but I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. It's, it, it does kind of suck now that I've been able to watch two months straight of it, and now I've got to wait a week for each episode. Yeah. That kind of sucks, but yeah. it is what it is. No I'm, commercials, though. No. <laughs> shout out to HBO. No commercials. No commercials. Um, but that's what we're doing later tonight. I'm sure a lot of you all are also doing that later tonight. Make sure you stick around for our Jumbotron, because we're talking Game of Thrones. So... That'll uh, you can get on that, get in on that action. Winter is here. Bit. Do what? Winter is here. Winter is here. Um, I guess we'll top right into our episode. It's been a busy day or busy weekend on Rocky Top. Excuse me. Um, I started in spring practice. Uh, just rounded. You know, just finished up after uh, the orange and white game on Saturday that I was unfortunately not able to make it out to because of soccer and just timing and all that jazz. Um, I did get to watch it on TV, uh, so I, I did still get to see a little bit. It is terrible on TV. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, and I did listen to it on the radio for a minute before I got to a TV, and they just don't really do a whole lot to make that experience nice, like good. 
No, the only thing they do is they they interview a couple VFLs. They had Philip from Philip Fulmer. That was that was cool to hear yeah. him him talk. Um, I will say that. Other than that, it's just like in the game itself. Even when you go, it's. You go and you get the experience in Neyland. Um, it's kind of like the halfway point between the end of last season and the first of next season. Right. Um, so you just kind of get a little bit of football back in your life. But other than that, it's it's kind of boring. And I, I feel like the exhibition thing that we've kind of talked about a couple times needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are getting in on it. And, and everyone's going to bring up the um, – Everyone's going to bring up the the chance for injury. I mean, if you're going to get injured in that game, you're probably going to get injured in somewhere along the lines in spring practice or somewhere along the lines in the spring game. Yeah, and so, you also have like 150 days to recover. So if you're going to get that yeah. badly injured, <clears throat> I mean, it was – yeah, like you said, it was probably bound to happen yeah. anyway. Um, but it'd be exciting. I mean, at least they played this one like a real game. They went away from the um, model like uh, – the ruptures. What was that final one sixteen to one fourteen? Yeah, like the Big Twelve. How first off, well, I mean, what's the percentage of kids at that game? Mm-hmm. And you're, what are you doing for the game of football by scoring? Where like people who understand football don't even understand the scoring, yeah. let alone the kids that are there experiencing and it for college football probably for you know the first time or first time they rem- they remember. Yeah, so I, I remember watching Butch Jones's first. Uh, orange and white game with his scoring and I was just like what the hell is going on yeah I still don't understand any of that and um, I mean they tried to make it more exciting they did a lot of competitions I'll give Butch Jones that like the open practice they always uh, you know it was fun to watch those now it was annoying because he was screaming over the mic the entire competition but the competitions were fun to watch Um, so I I will say that for him that's about the only credit I'll give him he tried to make it tried to make it interesting for the fans and it just never never worked out yeah. One thing I was thinking about that it just goes to show that a, co- a coach can't like force these kind of things on teams or on fans. Like the uh, the year that the quarterbacks wear the gray jerseys as the uh, no contact jerseys, mm-hmm. like something the players wanted to do that was like very just native and not forced. Those are the things that stick. Not the things where he's like, I'd forgotten until someone mentioned it when he tried to get the Rocky Top thing going, like. Every time we got a first down, one side of the stadium yell Rocky, the other side of the stadium yell Top. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then holding up the fourth down sign, like, those things aren't going to stick if a coach is sitting there being like, all right, fourth down. Yeah. It's just in a, in a microphone. He tried to make it more into a show than, yeah. than what it was. So, But this spring game, we did get to see some good things. Um, I mean, it's a spring game. Do with it what you will. Yeah. Don't look into it too much. It's actually, I'll get into that and in over the basket. Don't look into it too much. But also, you know, on either side, don't be like, "Oh my God, we look terrible." We're like, "Oh my God, we look uh, really good." I mean, yeah. Know that it's a practice. Know that it, you know, it is very, it is very controlled. I, I do think that Jeremy Pruitt tested the quarterbacks. He brought pressure pretty much every down. From Dude, different I, places. I thought our, um, I thought our front seven defensively at least looked more physical. Yeah, and, and we got pressure, and you don't really. You didn't really see it because the quarterbacks couldn't get touched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like there was a lot of pressure back there. Um, Darrell Taylor looks to be much improved. I mean, we're going to need him yeah. to, to be that guy coming off the edge because, you know, ever since Derek Barnett left, we haven't really had a guy that just, 
I mean, granted, you had Daryl Taylor last year that had a couple good games yeah. where he had a couple sacks, but other than that, we haven't had a dominant edge rusher since Derek Barnett. No, we. I mean, absolutely, and I, I think that was like kind of the things I was looking for for that defensive front. Are you more physical? Because you know the the schemes and stuff that you see are all pretty controlled. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, just at that point, you've got young guys in. Um, you may have guys back from injury that were out some of the year last year. It's hard to look into too much. But, I mean, can, are they playing hard? Are they being physical? Um, you know, how, you, do they look faster than they looked last year? I mean, things, things like that. Did you see Matthew Butler? I did not. So, I, I don't – I guess I didn't, like, realize he was that tall. But he looks like the mountain <laughs> off Game of Thrones. He was huge. Yeah. Like, he was down there warming up um, in the corner of the end zone that I was at, and he was, like, a foot taller than Emma Gooden. Like, a whole head taller than Emma Gooden. I was just like, Jesus, who I hope, is that? <laughs> yeah, I hope Emma Gooden's something. He's he's a big dude. Yeah. That'd be a lot of mass to go to waste if <laughs> yeah. if we if we don't get much from him. Um, and I think, I don't remember who we were talking about this with, defensive tackle, all we're really looking for is just plug the hole. Just just make them make them account for you, um, but yeah, the spring. I mean, uh, you you were pleased with the turnout as you were there, um, but I saw you tweet about Nebraska's. That was awesome. And I'm not saying that what that's that's the minimum or anything. That's just Nebraska. They've sold out like home games for the last thirty years or something yeah. something stupid like that. Um, and someone made a good point. What else is there to do on a Saturday in Nebraska than go to a football game? That's, that's so definitely true. In the spring when football rolls around, you best believe everyone, yeah. everyone's there. But, I mean, they, they come off of five – I think they – were they four and eight or five and seven? Something bad. Anyway, um, but they they just came off a terrible season yeah. as well. Um, and that's a program that sh- looks to be heading in the right direction too. Yeah. So Yeah, I would say they're similar to us. They have a good quarterback. They have a new head coach. Um that Adrian Martinez quarterback, they said that he could be a Heisman candidate here in the next couple of years, and he was committed to Tennessee. You mentioned quarterback. I mean, what did you think about Arthur? Everyone just kind of, I think, seemed to enjoy that we were throwing the ball. And yeah. also, I mean, we're, um, we're impressed with Brian Maurer's arm strength. Yeah. Um, and, and J.T. Stroud can sling it too. And uh, Garantano definitely started off slow, um, but he picked it up, didn't turn the ball over. I think Maurer had the two interceptions. And then he had a fumble. Did was that recovered by them the first play under center? Oh, yeah, he he recovered it. Okay, yes. um, but I mean, I, overall, I didn't think any anything was very concerning. Right. I thought Jalen McCullough played well on defense. Had had two interceptions and not two like easy picks either. Like, really? He had to actually do some work for him. So I, I like Alante Taylor. He was definitely tested. Kind of left on an island yesterday and. I know Juwan Jennings caught that ball over him, but, you know, pretty much everybody in the SEC, Juwan Jennings is going to catch it over him. Yeah. So. That's why he's out there. I feel like Alante Taylor looks bigger. He looks stronger. Bryce Thompson looks like he's going to be a threat in the in the special teams. Um, we'll see. He just looks electric. I'll, a lot of people yesterday made sure to tweet that they thought he needs to be returning punts and kickoffs. Yeah. So. I mean, that shows that it was not just you that that you thought <laughs> that you thought he belonged on the special teams unit. Everyone's like every punt kickoff, he should be back there. So. Right. Yeah. Which he was back there for a few of them last year, wasn't he? Kickoff, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to remember. I don't. 
I put a lot of last year memories behind me. Yeah, so. yeah, a lot of Auburn's that. about the only one I hold dear at this point. Yeah, so. but to have fifty-one thousand people there after that horrid loss to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's a, that's a sour taste to leave in people's mouth before they uh, yeah. before they have to come to a spring game. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought there was a funny tweet. Someone was mad about the fifty thousand, and I I couldn't tell from the pictures. I don't I don't know. And they were like um, fifty thousand. Yeah, right. There's only there, there's two seats for every person in here. I was like, that would be exactly fifty thousand. That'd be fifty one thousand. That's that's really good math. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. And a lot of people just want to take pictures of the uh, people in the stands. And I'm sure there's people. In, there were people in the terrace. I'm sure there are people in the press box. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously that's only gonna be like what a thousand people, two thousand people. But yeah, I mean, I think it was close. It looked like. The whole lower bowl was pretty much full. And in the end of the day, we were not North Carolina. Their crowd was terrible. Yes. I mean, that. why even play it in front of fans at that point? I have no clue. Like, just do your spring game. Do your regular scrimmage. And on. to have a legendary coach. Yeah. That's pretty like, crazy. Come back to coaching and, and coach your team. and ugh. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a bad look. And they said 1,500, but then it looked like it filled in by the end, you know, by the end of the first half. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it ended up being, but originally like free tickets, come yeah. on. Please, Which I don't hurry. think I don't think at fifteen hundred was the announced. I think that was like people speculating. Yeah. So but it was it definitely still looked quite rough. Right. Quite rough. Um anything else you want to talk about spring football wise? Um I, I think Garantano has the the playmakers around him to be able to be a, a good quarterback. Um you just got to use them. Yeah, I like yeah. what I liked what Pruitt said about you know we want to make sure we keep that ball in play, um, and give our playmakers the ability to make plays. He said the first few times Garantano was throwing them out of bounds or you know not leaving them a chance to get the ball. Those those guys are gonna like you said, Juwan Jennings is gonna make go up and make a play against most corners in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Give him that opportunity to. I mean, we talked about if, if Garantano had played like he did in the Auburn game. I don't know if you know this was a you know purposeful thing like he actively meant to. But I mean, he just gave his wide receivers chance after chance. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't trying to make incredible throws. He was just making sure he made good enough throws that his wide receivers could go up and make the play, and they did. Because you you had Callaway and um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Palmer, Palmer, and uh, you didn't have Jennings at that point, obviously. But you will this year, hopefully. They they say he looks healthier than ever. I I don't know. Um, don't don't know if I can test to that. But uh, you know, you have all these guys that have the ability to go up and make plays. Just make sure you give them the opportunity to do it. And yeah. Chaney, Chaney has shown that he's going to get the ball in a playmaker's hand. Yeah, I hope that continues at Tennessee. And so that, that's why I think this is Garantano's year to to solidify himself as being, you know, the guy. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously you had both of those quarterbacks on the, um, the two sides. So you've almost said, 100% said – Garantano's your guy. Now, is that the case in fall camp, or do you go back, start at ground zero yeah. at fall camp and scratch uh, you know, QB1 and, and see how it goes? I, I don't know. Um, the way people have talked about Maurer, um, and then I've been high on Shroud, not starter high, but I've been high on Shroud. I, I think it's definitely worth a look. Garantano, I don't think, has earned the right to just be the guy. Yeah, um, for sure. So, I don't know how they will – approach it it seemed to be by the end of spring he was the one and that was it so i mean this is his fourth year in in this program so uh, you know he has one of the top offensive coordinators in the country pretty much at his beck and call yeah um 
to literally do everything you can except, you know, actually do it for you. Right. So, and then you have the playmakers. I feel like Tennessee has the receiver group to be third in the country. I would say the two people who played in the national championship last year, Alabama and Clipson, has maybe better receivers than us. Other than that, no. I mean, there's not a lot of units that beat us out. Individuals across the country, yeah, sure. But units, I... You've got one of the more talented units yeah, in the country. Absolutely. So, um, and yeah, you, you mentioned you know the Clemson and Alabama. I mean, even Alabama's outside of one guy, which he makes that unit a ton better. How how good is that unit? Yeah. So I mean, Henry Ruggs is good. Jerry Judy is good. Um, and I'm sure they'll have like a they'll be some five star yeah. freshman that comes eight, in eight five yeah. star wide receivers behind yeah. them. So um, yeah, I mean they're they're obviously, but I mean. Clemson's wide receiver unit is elite, and they proved that in the national championship last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think ours have the ability to be elite. Can you get the ball to them is the, is the first question. And yeah. then kind of let's see, let's see how they work. I mean, I, in West Virginia, I can't believe we went away from how we threw to Callaway in the first half. Yep. I mean, you got the ball in his hand and let him work from there. Just do, just do that at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our offensive line, again, can't look too much into the spring game. Um, offensive line still looking – a little rough, yeah. Um, and one of your better guys is going to be a freshman this year. So, mm-hmm. and and you're hoping you get Trey Smith back. Yep, you're hoping. Yeah, um, I thought I, I was watching a couple plays just with Wanye in, and he's definitely not the worst. Yeah, um, that was on that starting uh, starting line, and you know there was a lot of freshmen who contributed. Like I said, like we said, Jalen McCullough, that Kavaris Crouch. Came in and put a hit on Jeremy Banks, which I don't recommend anybody trying to do. But yeah, he don't, did. Don't get in the bull's way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I which, Corvarius Crouch is not a small human being. No, definitely not. So, um, so they, you know, they look good, um, and they're they're going to be asked to contribute. Yeah. So, they're going to have to be ready. And I thought Jeremy Banks looked good. I think he's going to get some carries this season, even with Ty Chandler and uh, Tim Jordan back there kind of carrying the load. And you've got Eric Gray that potentially could see yeah. the ball quite a bit too. Yeah, he, he, did, he didn't play yesterday, but, yes, um, he's somebody that is an absolute playmaker. Yeah. Um, it's kind of good, I think, this year. I mean, obviously you're on the younger end of things um, just because that depth isn't there, but you do have a lot of older, talented guys, which I feel is always good for programs to, to in terms of rebuilding, um, mm-hmm. to have that kind of middle – middle ground of now obviously more depth would be preferred but yeah. in terms of just speaking of rebuilding that's always mm-hmm. a, a good thing to yeah, have you these. have a good mix of veterans and, and young yeah. guys so yeah um and the good news is our sophomores too have you know gotten enough playing time that they don't they've had more playing time than most sophomores in the country throw into the fire so, for sure sink or swim yeah unfortunately a lot of us have sunk at this point <laughs> yeah so let's see if we can swim this this coming season yeah. um Speaking of young guys, recruiting news. Recruiting news. So, a lot of them here this this weekend. Yeah. Big recruiting weekend. Um, you heard probably the biggest cheer of the day is when um, they introduced Jackson Lampley, um, Sean Brown, Savion Williams, Jared Means, and um, Darnell Wright yesterday. Those are the guys who will be here um, this fall. or They'll probably be here this summer, but they'll, they'll definitely be here by this fall. Um, Henry Teoto is another one. He wasn't. He didn't make it. He lives in California, so obviously he's not going to come in for the Orange White game. But um, he'll be on campus as well. So that just adds more depth. Um, and then Jimmy Callaway 
actually committed to the Vols yesterday. He's a three-star athlete from Morrow, Georgia, um, the number 58 athlete in the country per, per 247. Um, then you had a couple guys, a couple headliners that took their official visit, um, four-star wide receiver E.J. Williams, five-star offensive guard slash uh, defensive lineman, whatever we kind of want him to play, he can do. Mm. Um, and that's Justin Rogers from Oak Park, Michigan. Um, same uh, same high school that John Kelly went to. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. So, uh, I know John Kelly, like, commented on one of his tweets last week and was just kind of hinting at, hey, come on, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and pick those balls? So, um. It's big to get those guys on campus. Another guy's three-star um, offensive center, um, Cooper Mays, took his official oh, yeah. visit uh, this weekend. So um, definitely guys you want to get on campus. Um, and, and it's weird having official visitors this early. But with this early signing, yeah. the way that it is, um, they're knocking them out early. They want to commit um, by the summer. Maybe um, more reason to move spring games to ex, you know ex- exhibition style. Yeah, because I mean, like we said, you're gonna if you play an FCS team, especially like a local like Chattanooga, ETSU, Tech, or MTSU's FBS, but um, so uh, UTM, one of those guys that have local you know friends and family that would want to see them play in Neyland. So you're drawing a big maybe away crowd too, not a big away crowd, but more away fans. You're just filling up the stadium. Yeah, and you're gonna get people who can't always make it to Saturdays in the fall or can't afford to make it to Saturdays in the fall come to yeah. those games. So maybe more of a reason now because now you're looking at recruiting. Yeah, recruiting is, you know, it's definitely changing the game pretty much on everything. I'm curious what coaches kind of think about that early signing period now after you've had a full cycle of it. Yeah. Maybe they'll look at it. I don't know. Are they going to look at changing it back in five years or are they just, like, dialed into it? Uh-huh. I don't know what their rules period is. I kind of like it. I mean, it, I don't dislike it. Yeah, I mean, National Signing Day is not – Anywhere near as big yeah. as it used to be. No. Yeah. Um, but other than that, so that, that's kind of all the recruiting news I have. Um, I just wanted to mention some guys we had on campus, the new commit we got. Um, and I was talking about Justin Rogers. We are actually a favorite to land him now after um, yesterday. We got a couple more crystal balls okay. coming Tennessee's way. So we'll see. Good look. Like I said, a busy weekend on Rocky Top. Um, before we get into uh, – or well – Talking a ton of baseball um, because huge weekend for them. Mm. After getting a nice series win, would have been sweet to get this series sweet, but we'll definitely take the series win against number two ranked Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia is just crazy talented. They probably have the best pitching rotation in the country, but Tennessee's showed that they're not too far behind them, if not right, right. up there with them. Um, so Friday or Thursday night. Um, Garrett Crochet started things off, pitched well, um, and then Andrew Schultz came in. He ended up getting the win because we, we scored in the sixth inning. Uh, Redmond Walsh came in and got the save. That's his fifth on the year. Um, but Tennessee kind of scored in a, in a weird way. It was, you know, the battle of the pitchers. Yeah. Um, Emerson Hancock is probably the best pitcher in – College baseball would probably be the number one overall prospect in the MLB draft if he were able to come out this season. Um, but it will have to be one more year and probably will be that number one next year. Um, but, I mean, we, we held our own. You know, we proved that we can go toe-to-toe with the best. Um, and in the sixth inning, we had runners on uh, second and third with two outs. 
Max Ferguson hits a, a chopper to first. I'm just got down the line, um, and you can't coach hustle. I don't know you would know yep. firsthand that you can't coach that. Um, but he got down the line, and it was a bang bang play, and and beat out the throw to first to the pitcher, and Daniels came in from from third, and Charleston came all the way from second to score, and Tennessee was up two to nothing, and then those guys Andrew Schultz and Redmond Walsh came in and just slammed the door, and were able to to come out of that game with a win. And then Saturday, Garrett Stallings got the start um, against C.J. Smith. And Stallings went nine complete innings, seven Ks, just solid day um, – or five Ks, I'm sorry. Solid day for him. He just had the, the batters off balance. Um, Justin Ammons had a couple sack flies to, to score some runs at – and then uh, Lipsius singled to left to bring in Zach Daniels from third. That was so. Friday night, right? Yeah, Friday. Because the series was yeah Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah, I don't know why they. I wonder why I they know. did that. Maybe did they? Was it planned that way, or did they see the weather for this weekend? I don't know. Maybe. Um, which it ended up makes, being it ended up being fine. Yeah. I don't, I I didn't notice until this week that it was on Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know when it when that was planned or or what. So. I don't know, but you know, solid. Solid weekend for Tennessee baseball. I, I think this has proven how Tony Vitello was the right hire uh, for this program. And mm-hmm. he's just a ton of young talent um, and guys that are just willing to, you know, every game that they go into, it's a dogfight. Yeah. Um, especially in the SEC, you got to grind out wins. Um, and, and we're doing that right now. We beat three top five opponents this season. And we, those are the only. Top five, so we've got to win against each top five. We four, played. I'm sorry, four. Cause oh yeah, because we, we had Georgia twice. Yeah, and Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State. So, um, and and you mentioned how you know this pitching staff and just the way we've played as a team. We also have the most shutouts on the year, at least as of Saturday night, um, with seven. Yeah, and and to shut out the number two team in the country for 18 innings. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Right, right. Um, and then Saturday, not a good day. Lingenfelter started off. Walked a few people, um, gave up a ground rule double and a home run. Um, they had five runs in the first two innings, and that was – Tennessee had a chance, though. They left runners in scoring position, um, left the bases loaded one inning, I think a runner on third another, and then second and third another. So they had their chances um, to come up with the runs, but, you know, five's a lot to put on, um, especially a team with that good of a pitching staff. So – um, weren't able to get the the sweep like you said, but you know, great series win, and I think this is kind of hopefully it gives Tennessee that kind of boost they need, you know, this late in the season to hopefully make a run. In the right. Postseason. And, and you I mean yeah, this series sweep would have been nice, but a big series win you get you put you into fourth in the SEC East. Um, you're also playing the last place team in the SEC East this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, and also, I was looking at the standings. Pretty crazy that that would only be good enough for seventh in the West. Crazy that West that West team or West division is stacked. Yeah. So, um, someone tweeted it this week. If you thought SEC football was hard, take a glance at SEC baseball. Yeah. I think there were like twelve teams in the top twenty-five. There was, there was eight teams this week, and with the way Tennessee finished out this season. If somebody doesn't drop out, Tennessee's definitely going to be in there. So there could be nine to ten. That's crazy. That's wild. 
So SEC baseball is big. Don't want to go without mentioning softball just because uh, it's Tennessee sport and they get a series sweep over Mississippi State this weekend with Grant Williams throwing out the first pitch. I guess Sunday, maybe Saturday. Yeah, one or the other. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. I would, I don't know what day it was. One of those days he threw out the first pitch. It was pretty bad. Nice. Did you see it? Yeah, it was like terrible. It, yeah, it was terrible. Sorry, Grant Williams, but that's softball is not your yeah. sport. He said that too. He's like, he's like, although I love softball, I'm gonna stick to basketball. I do like that he tried to pitch it like fast pitch softball. Like, yeah, he, he gave it a go. He didn't throw it. Like, See, like I don't think I've ever really watched that. So, do, does everybody throw it like that? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, that's probably I would, the only one. If I've they like, if they were ever like, Caleb, come throw out the softball pitch. I can tell you right now. It's going to be terrible however I throw it, so I'm going to give it my best shot and just throw it like a regular oh, throw a heater, regular, regular toss. Throw a heater. <laughs> From the stretch? Yeah. Actually, just like like soft toss it. Just like. Oh, yeah, like you're throwing it in on a dolly? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, that hit the plate dump. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? Um, oh, I got lost now. You got me all. Before we get into our second, thinking about that first pitch, man. I am. I'm thinking about how you're going to do it. Yeah, before we <laughs> – have me out to Sherry, Sherry Lee Parker Stadium. Let me let me toss that thing. <laughs> um, before we get into our segments, I do want to mention Tiger Woods again because that is just absolutely insane. And it's I was talking to someone. I was kind of like, I don't know. People would drive me nuts the way they like. I, I in fairness, I didn't think Tiger would get this one. I'll say that. So I was like, just give it up. Which he's good for the game of golf. Uh, we watched it today, and I actually had to pause because I'm ca- I was catching up on Game of Thrones. I had to pause it because I was like, I want to listen to the crowd every shot he takes, like because it gets in- like just the the noise is um, the loudest it probably ever will be on a golf course, and um, you know just the emotions around it are insane. Because I think everybody, whether you like him or not, a part of you roots for him just oh, yeah. because you want him to you you know he's good for the game of golf. And, um, yeah, a lot of his issues were kind of brought on to him by himself, but a lot of them, you know, like his dad passing away was just stuff that really, you know, can mess with some people. And he had some hard times, um, had some back surgeries at one point that thought he would never be able to swing a club again. And to get back to this point, to win the one of the, the premier course uh, in, in on the PGA Tour is just insane. And it was fun to watch. It was um, – he had like a – Less than a foot putt to to win it, and everyone was kind of clinging on and just I don't know you you didn't everyone knew he was about to win, but it was also one of those moments that you're just kind of holding your breath and waiting, yeah, making sure it drops. And uh, exciting, an exciting uh, finish to the Masters, and they also had to start it early. Uh, I think the first group teed off at seven fifteen because of the storms that came in, right. so so they wouldn't have to roll over into Monday. Uh, so definitely kind of an interesting finish to it as well. But that also meant that. I can't remember what time Tiger finished. Two thirty, I don't know. Yeah, Early. Like Normally, it's like they're finishing like just at uh, like six. Yeah. So, and that uh, they they finished four hours earlier than that. So I was watching crazy. his uh, his interview after, and he was like, somebody asked him like, "How have you changed the game of golf?" And just him talking about how like when he started, like him and VJ Singh were the only ones in the weight room, like, yeah, working out, and you know. You know, building their bodies to withstand the game. Because, like, if you've never played golf and you go play golf, if you play 18 holes and you wake up the next morning, you feel like you got hit by a truck. Oh, I mean, anybody that doesn't exercise, I mean, 18 is going to wear you out. Yeah. It'll wear you out. I mean, and even some people who exercise, if you don't do it for the game of golf, I mean, it'll wear you out. Yeah. 
So, so I, I, it was just crazy to me to think like professional athletes like didn't even yeah. work out. Well, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people thought the game had just passed Tiger by is like everyone is everyone is working out. Everyone is just as fit, just as strong as him. He's not walking out in the longest hitter anymore. He's you know he. It's just the game has changed from ten years ago to now. Yeah, and, and that that's what he was you know kind of getting at that. Now everybody is working out. Yeah. You know, they, they saw what he did and did success he had because he, you know, took care of his body and they want to have that same right. success. And the emotion today was uh, awesome from Tiger. I mean, I I watched the PGA Tour Championship and I guess it was big, but it wasn't enough for me to sit and think and, and try to focus on how he reacted. But like the, you get the classic Tiger yell when he, when he picks up his, his ball out of the hole on 18, um, you know, p- kind of, you know, pumping up the crowd. He's, he's walking through, giving – Hard high fives. I mean, just wearing people out as he as he goes to the clubhouse, and um, just some like classic Tiger emotion in his red mock turtleneck. It was it was cool to see. Oh, him hugging his son. Like I got teary. Oh yeah, uh, and they they somebody pulled the picture up next to him hugging his dad after his first Masters win. It was uh, definitely crazy to see. Um, exciting to see. Tiger's back. Is, is Tiger officially back? Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we can go over the basket. Tiger's back. Is Tiger back? I'm gonna go with yes. The Tigers are gonna get him another major win. This, does he this year? Does he catch Jack? I don't know. No, he's 43. There's no way. Because he's got to win two, two more. I think three, three more. Yeah, he's got 15. There's no way. Yeah, I mean that would. I don't know. So okay, let me ask. Over the basket, Tiger is the best golfer of all time. I mean. I feel like you have to say yes. It that you know the the years that he was struggling with injuries, struggling with personal stuff, those hurt your career. But I mean, if you watch him play, I feel like you have to say have to say yes. Okay. I don't know. I mean, he he won so young, um, and then he's you know he's he's won from the age of like I think eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I don't know something really young to the age of forty three. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what's crazy. I, I don't know because I don't watch golf enough to just say he's flat out the best. That That's well, another. I don't think I watch enough to say he's flat. I mean, I just know what he's yeah. done for the game. And then if you look at his career wins, um, and then you mentioned that. I mean, he's almost caught Jack. It's just. He's definitely the most famous golfer of all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, what he's done for the golf brand in terms of, like, what he did for Nike. Um, I mean, he's the Jordan of golf Yeah. in terms of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. Well, but you yeah. also have those, um, those guys that hate on Tiger. Um, yeah, and you see. Oh yeah, you have you have the people who hate Tiger just because he's Tiger. Yeah, just because he was the next best thing. Yeah, kind of like you you see with you know people hate LeBron James. Right, he was the next best. Yeah, thing. anybody that's that good, they're just gonna hate for some reason. And I mean, yeah, there's plenty to dislike Tiger for. I don't disagree. It's a little bit different than people like LeBron or uh, maybe even Jordan. Jordan obviously had some of his faults, but yeah, nothing. At nothing major, mm. and um, or people like Peyton and Tom Brady. Like people like I, I jokingly hate Tom Brady because it's fun to hate him because he was Peyton's rival. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what has Tom Brady really done to outside of like you know maybe one major scandal? Yeah. What is what has he really done to be hated by the masses? Right. So, um, but they hate him because they ain't him. Exactly. Um, it kind of sucks too. Like his and Phil Tiger and Phil's relationship. They used to hate each other, and then. The turn of the what do they call it? 
the Tiger and Phil matchup, whatever they call I don't remember what they called it, but it was just like they looked like they were friends out there. I was like, I don't want that. So, so he's con- definitely they've gotten soft on us. Phil congratulated him after yeah. on, on Twitter. No, did he on Twitter? Yeah. So Phil had a so obviously you don't watch golf. Um and uh I don't know if you read the story about Matt Kuchar. A lot of people hate him because he paid a caddy like like five thousand dollars, but he won like I can't remember how much he won a tournament, but he he got a local caddy in Mexico, paid him five thousand, won the tournament. A lot of people gave him a hard time because he just paid him the five thousand they agreed upon, rather than like a standard caddy rate, like you would pay like your personal caddy. And a lot of people were like wrong about that. I cannot remember the. I'll have to look at the video. But Phil had a good little slide at him. He was like, I, I definitely paid more than point oh six percent or whatever the five percent ended up being. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was that was clever, Phil. He's a. I mean, I can see why people hate him. He can be a. Which he's also like really nice people too, but he can be, yeah, definitely be a dick. But I so, like Phil. So don't tune into sports talk tomorrow because that's all they're going to talk about. Is the Masters? Yeah. Oh God. I don't Especially like when Jimmy Himes is on there. <laughs> uh, he'll probably be talking tennis. Jimmy. I don't know. We'll, we'll what do you think about Tiger Woods? I feel like Jimmy hates Tiger Woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely that crew that just hates Tiger Woods. Sure. I, I figured, surely. Um, jumping into over the basket. So, Tiger's back is our first one. It's probably overreaction. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Masters is something fair enough to overreact about, but that, that's probably no reaction. Um, my first one, we talked about the spring game. I'm going to call out the people who get mad at the the people who, like, overreact in the positive way. They're like, man, JG looked good or – Whoever Darrell Taylor looks so good, and they're like, it's a spring game, and then like the same people who say that, they're like, man, we look terrible. I was like, wait a minute, you can't judge how good we are by a spring game. Why can you judge how bad we are? Yeah, by a spring game. I'm gonna call those people. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, like, you're not you're not showing your hand offensively. You're not showing your hand defensively. It's basically just... It's just plain vanilla. That's why I said, like, I just wanted to see if people look fast and physical. Like, how are you playing the game? Yeah, it, it's basic football. Yeah. So, little, little, uh, Pop Warner. Yeah. Who, who's the kid hitting the hardest today? That's what I want to know. There you go. <laughs> Not the quarterback, though. No. Stay away from the white jerseys. Yeah, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit Callaway, either. Or Brandon Johnson. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people in black jerseys. Yeah. I feel like there was last year, too. I feel like we... We're talking about that also last year. Yeah. At least apparently the rumor is in Pruitt's facility, you don't want to be injured. Like, apparently it's a harder day when you're injured than it is. Oh, yeah. Healthy. So, so my dad went to that coaching clinic and Winery yeah. actually, like, brought that back. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. like, they have to dress out yeah. fully. I mean, I guess, of course, if they're able to. Right. Um, if oh, I remember them being down there, and they made a kid who had – uh, he couldn't put on football pants for boot, cast, whatever reason. But he had to put on shoulder pads and helmet. Yeah. So. They'll make you do push-ups, sit-ups. I think when Juwan Jennings was tr- trying to come back, like, he was flipping tires on the sideline. Like, that sounds miserable. Yeah. Like, I would much rather just be healthy and go through practice yeah. than, than do all that crap. So, so yeah, at least you know they're not just taking it taking a day off or anything. Like, they're definitely still still working. Yep. Um, any over the baskets? Um, Tennessee goes eight and four. I mean, I, 
a lot of people are like nine and three. And I'm like, I mean, I guess with this schedule, I could kind of see it. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, we were not good last year. <laughs> and it's not like we're going to see a, I don't think a drastic jump. I've seen, I feel like I've seen a lot of people say eight and four. I'll say this if we go eight and four, I'll be happy. Like, oh, our, yeah. I'll be content. And it may be good enough to win the East. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll be happy. That was another thing I said the other day. I was like, the East, like, I wish we were good this year because the East is not going to be very good. Yeah, other than. I mean, I could be shaving my head in an Atlanta, in a Mercedes-Benz parking lot. If, yeah. Uh, if we're good this year. Yeah, I mean, probably Georgia is the, I mean. And I mean, you always got, definitely look like the favorite. You've always got the threat of Florida. I mean, yeah. South Carolina doesn't look very good. We know Vanderbilt. I mean, Kentucky had their best season ever and couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I just don't. Missouri, I don't. I mean, how are you going to get those kids, especially, we play them late again, I think. How are you going to get those kids to play late if something goes wrong when they don't have anything to play for? Yeah. Unless they do, like, Grace Christian that year. They had the postseason man and they go 10-0. Yeah. How pissed are you as a coach? Like, really? This is the year we do it? <laughs> but So maybe they do that. I don't know. But I feel like it'd, get, it'd be hard to get kids to fight for you when you, there's really nothing worth. Yeah. Worth going for. Sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, eight and four would be nice. Maybe there's potential to go nine and three. I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at it enough to, like, confidently say. Eight and four just kind of sounds out there for me. Yeah, that sounds high. I would say six seven, and six, seven, seven and five. Yeah. I mean, that, I make feel like bowl, that's your – Make a bowl game, win a bowl game, yeah. I'll be happy. All right, go play a Big Ten team and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's go play Nebraska again. Yeah, that would be fun. I, I want to play Northwest, Northwestern again. I want to play like. I mean, that was an easy. Iowa was easy too. I want to play like Michigan State. I want to play like a different one. So I don't. Want Those to are the good Big Ten teams, though. I don't want to play the good Big Ten teams. So I guess Michigan State always is crap in the bed at the end of the year too. So yeah, Michigan's bad too at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah. So maybe those would be okay. Um, any more over the baskets? That's all I got. Okay, jumbotron. I struggle with this. Maybe I just watched it too fast. So, Jumbo Th- Jumbotron, the one land I wanted to throw out, is the next person to die in Game of Thrones. Or, ne- or yeah. I guess, next three people to die yeah. in Game of Thrones. So, who do you think? And I, I struggled. But my first – because, I, I mean, I struggled because what's crazy about all pretty much everyone that's alive to this point, the things they've had to survive, I'm like, what's going to kill them off? You know? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. so many – like, like uh, you have Tyrion, Jamie, who could have easily died. The Lan- like, the Lannisters very easily died. Um and then you have uh, like Sansa and Arya that could have died. Jon Snow, Bran, like all these people could have like they've had so many opportunities to die and mm-hmm. haven't yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what 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 gets them, um, but I, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sansa is is who I think Ooh, she'll be in next three. Maybe not next, but in the next few, I, okay. I think I don't know. She just that's that's a hot take. I, I just think it's. I feel like she's put herself in a position to be killed quite often. <laughs> yeah, and and like I guess like if you watch a normal television series, you'd be like, "Oh, Sansan dying." Yeah, but this is like no one's safe. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I feel like of all the characters that I've thought of, I just like I'm like I feel like Sansa has to be, not has to be next. I feel like she's very easily could be next. Yeah. So, um, my next one would be Theon. See, I thought that's enough. Yeah. Theon is... He's crazy anyway. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to... Cersei to get back his sister. And yeah. I just think that's like, oh, yeah, let's go to the lion's den. Well, so Theon's one of mine. And I think he's going to die. It's either going to be him or his sister. What's her name? 
I'm trying to remember it. Uh, what is her name? It's a weird name. Um, all their names are weird. I don't know why I said that. Like, it was different. Um, but I think he's going to die. One of them are going to die, and it's going to be, like, one of the honorable things. Like, they save the other. Yeah. So, But I'm going to go with Theon. I think it's Theon. I think he's. I think his character's way past due to die. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because I mean, what's really the point of his character? He pretty much is already dead. Yeah, but what's the <laughs> what's the point of his character at this point? Like, really? I don't know. He's just like a. I guess because he was there in the beginning. Maybe yeah. I don't I, know. Uh, my next one would be, um, Jorah Mormont. Okay, I'm gonna go with him. I think he is. He's like everybody likes him. Yeah, and so I just feel like he's gonna happen. He, yeah, he could be next. Um, he's so close with, um, like Sam cured him. Yeah, and then Daenerys. I think about him. Yeah, yeah. Daenerys likes him a, a lot. John likes him now too, because um, his father was the the maester yeah. of the Night's Watch. So, yeah, I think it's him. Okay, I've got it. Could be him. my last one's an extremely hot take. Jamie Lannister. Ooh. Him going to the wall by himself, like, gonna, you know, not follow his orders. Just kind of, like, whether he, I don't know. I think something happens along the lines of, maybe it's a situation like you think he dies, but he doesn't, too. Maybe that happens. Yeah. Like, pretty much all the characters to this point <laughs> have, have died once or thought they have died. I can see that. Hmm. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be weird. I'm gonna say I guess it's not weird. Grey Worm. Yeah. I, again, like I thought he should have died a, a couple times before. Yeah, I, I think Grey Worm. So I guess it's just the, the type of show, but you know, I want to be like I thought it was gonna happen when they all raided. The Castle Rock, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that would have been the time where, yeah, that seems like a, a real bad, a moment. random bow and arrow <laughs> just like through the heart, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I, and I, he's a character that could be like, I feel like he's really kind of come up there and and being not a main character but a great supporting character. He's getting there to, um, ma- ma- I guess, main status. Yeah, and, and so like I feel like right before he gets to like a main character. That's when that's when he dies. Yep, I got you. Um, so yeah, go if you're not watching Game of Thrones, watch it. I did it in like a month and a half. It's it's not it's a good it's easy to watch. It's an yeah. easy watch. No, easy watch is bad. It's something you will want to watch. Yeah, you it's definitely binge. And me and Landon talked about this before we started the episode. But if the um, White Walkers don't win and the Night King doesn't roll Westeros, that's got to be the biggest upset in the history of upsets. Yeah, you have people who can only die two ways. You should win. Yeah. And you have like a the largest army of them all. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Which I'm also like, if they die by fire, I feel like the dragon should be able to do something. Which we found out though that they killed the dragon pretty easy. So I guess not. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... So that, that scene made me so mad. It was a great scene. <laughs> but I feel like the dragon, like why didn't they just go to the Night King first? If they would have just like killed him, it would have been over with. I, I get into this with all of my TV shows and movies. I'm like, something really stupid has to happen for the storyline to continue. Yeah. <laughs> like something that I'm like, nope, that's not it. Like so. if I'm Daenerys, I'm like him. Like that's who you kill first, and I then know. it's it's over with. <laughs> like the the whole TV series could have been over. 
Exactly. That's the problem. It ends. It's like, oh, okay, well. But. (laughs) Next. It would have saved a lot of death. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, and I think person who takes the throne, hot take, I know, um, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Ed Sheeran. Landon Landon has some insider information. Ed Sheeran will be on the throne. He will rule Westeros by the end, for sure. Beware. Um, Stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity is an epidemic. I do have a couple. Do you have a couple? I have two. I think I have two also. My first one is none other than Dan Wolken. Congratulations, Dan Wolken. You join our boys, Wes Rucker and Sean Fincham. Your name is officially on this award. We've used you too many times. He tweeted after the national championship. I may have read this. I don't know. Virginia, which the numbers said was the best team in the country, got the most incredible run of luck in NCAA tournament history and will win its first national championship after losing to a 16 seed last year. You can't make this stuff up. And the reply was great. He said, so the numbers said they were the best team in the country and they were about to win the national championship. Maybe the numbers were right. But he's acting like it's a feat of like. the. So you're, what you're saying is everyone thought they were the best and turns out they were the best? How is that? You can't. You're. That seems pretty logical to me. Yeah. So we thought they were the best and they are. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, the stuff that like, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Like a dog shooting a basketball, like Air Bud, like that's an, that's a feat of that I'll will never believe. Yeah. So, I don't know. Virginia like, winning national championship was easy. Well, this didn't like a PETA joke. Oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, you could just PETA is a joke. So, I mean, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Um. So my next one is Barstool, Georgia. Um. They tweeted, "Sheesh, dogs baseball may be the best team in the country. Hop on the train now before it gets full." And then they came into Knoxville, and it was over with. They aren't the best. They aren't even the best team in the East anymore. Ooh, sorry. They are also like. Oh, okay, they are still first in the East. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, but yeah, but I think they're tied for first though now. No, still one win. Still, still one win in front of Andy. They didn't want the smoke. No. Um, my next one is whatever reporter Grant Ramey did not name him. He said, "What led to those two players being the named being named most improved?" Jeremy Pruitt. Well, they were the most improved. <laughs> what kind of question is that? This is why they're just they're. It, this is why we can't just admit that male and female. Yeah. Why? why? Because they are. I don't know what to tell you. And I, I think we've, I think our media got so. Tied up into Butch Jones being like Butch Jones' just answers, the, and just the resiliency yeah. and the and they, the and the you know their their heart through it all. They 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 just they fight, man. They fight. But I love the media. They just got they, better. I don't I don't know what to tell you. This is like Pruitt's been here for like what a year and a half. Close yeah. to it. Uh, just just about a year and a half. Yeah. 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 So he's been here a year and a half. Do you not know that you're not getting like a whole like he's just not a guy that's going to give you some. Big BS crap, yeah. BS logic. It's not gonna. It'll be logical. Did you just hear the ice cream truck? I did hear at seven thirty on a Sunday night. Yeah, that's got that's creepy. Officially yeah. creepy. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's definitely like blacked out windows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, have you seen my dog? It was this <laughs> dog. <laughs> have you been practicing that? No. <laughs> Somebody told me that before, and I'm just like, when I see a creepy van, like I'll just say that. You've been practicing that. I've been practicing. Well, let's not get. Let's not put that on there. Oh God. Um, you got any more stupidities? 
Uh, I do, actually. Oh, he's got them all. No one's safe here. No one's safe. Um, but yeah, like our media just isn't recognizing that Jeremy Pruitt is not going to go on this rant of how great somebody is or how bad somebody is. You just be like, yeah, we sucked. They were most improved. That's why they won most improved. Right. Like <laughs> it's easy. I mean, I don't it's understand. Simple. Like, word, they, your, word your questions differently. They you pull something out of it. They wanted the Butch Jones answer. That's what yeah. they wanted. But like he didn't you give said, it. like no, like you said, they're just so. They expected something ridiculous and just didn't get it. Yeah. So, Inside the Swamp is like a media outlet for Florida. Um, I don't know why you'd want to be Inside the Swamp anyway. What is it? Inside the Swamp. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, So, it's like a media outlet. I think it's on Facebook, which... Get out of my swamp, donkey. If your, like, main thing is Facebook, ugh, ouch. Um, But he said he's coming off for... He's coming for the Heisman. And it's a picture of Felipe Franks. I'm like that man can't even spell Heisman. Yeah, <laughs> that man is horrible. <laughs> well, um, he make. I mean, if he plays Tennessee for 12 games, yeah. the man's winning the Heisman. Yeah, but thank God that isn't the case. Right. I'm like, okay, Jalen Hurts is at Oklahoma where they score like a billion points a game. Um, He's got to be a favorite after Baker and uh, Goller. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be a favorite transfer QB check. Yeah, Oklahoma That's check. Like, if I'm going to, if I'm a quarterback and I'm mobile, I'm probably like we've talked about this. I'm probably going to the Big Twelve. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's easy. Oh yeah. And I mean, obviously, it, it it's worked for Bake for Bake because um, he was number one overall, and then he lived up to the hype so far. Right. Um, Absolutely. Being an NFL quarterback, so. It doesn't seem to just like hurt you that you played terrible no. competition. No, you're you're fine as long as you're getting better from it. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I got, guys. If you're not watching Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. I mean, I guess you can go watch it. We have some people watching it with us that have never watched it, so you'll just be confused. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Just it, just let it be. Ask questions after, or just go read the Wikipedia stuff about it before. Go get a go spark notes that bad boy. Yeah, I mean you really don't even have to watch it because Ed Sheeran's gonna win the throne. So <laughs> that's, that's very true. I'm as not well. really sure what else you need, but I got to meet Brian. Oh yeah, you got Dietermeyer. to meet meet was it Moose Big Country? What we yeah, whatever something, name is. something like that. Um, He's yeah, a big he dude. Was, he was in the Hyatt, and it was weird how I got to the Hyatt to go to the rooftop. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell a brief story. So um, <laughs> we're leaving Sutries, and our friends wanted to go to. Um, a rooftop. A rooftop. I want to establish that. A rooftop. Um, so our we're not bougie by any means. So excuse me. <laughs> You're from South Knowledge. We're not. We're not bougie at all. Um, so it's bougie. Bougie. So and they were behind us. Right. So have our friends go to press pub. I don't go in. I call my wife. Um, Real quick, I don't. I wasn't thrilled about paying five dollars to get in um, that place, and so like Dylan and Mandy, um, our friends, they are behind us. You know, small hands Dylan. Yeah, small hands Dylan, uh, soft hands Dylan, whatever you want to call him. It was, it's his birthday today, so happy birthday! To <laughs> happy him. birthday, small hands Dylan. Shout out, brother. Um, and it was Caleb's yesterday, so shout out to yes, him. Thank you. Another year older, twenty four. Um, thirty six. Yeah, twenty six. Um, so they were behind us. And then they weren't behind us. So I, when I get done talking to my wife, I call them. And I'm like, hey, where y'all at? They're like, Dylan's like, open the 
or uh, send up the elevator. Yeah. And I was like, what elevator? (laughs) He was like, just go downstairs and press the button. I was like, what button are you talking about? I was like, does Press Club even have an elevator? (laughs) And he was like, he's like, dude, just, just go down there. And he's like, we're trying to get up. And I'm like, are you there? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so confused. And he's like, I'll call you back in a second. I'm like, all right. And so finally he calls me back and he's just like, here, talk to Mandy. And I talked to Mandy. I was like, where are you guys at? And she's like, we're at the Hyatt rooftop. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where you're following us to because we went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> we, we, we changed direction. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I was like, okay, the Hyatt. Well, I'll, I've never been there, so I kind of want to go. So I went in there, and the lady was like, oh, they're closed. And I'm like, I was like, how are they closed? She's like, well, last call was at 1145. I'm like, it's like 1140. <laughs> and, and then I see Nita take a picture. And then this lady is walking away and gets in the elevator with a family. And I guess was going to take them up to their floor. And I'm like, okay, so I hop in the elevator. And she's like, she has to use a key to like, because they turn off the elevator, which I don't understand that. No, yeah. Like if somebody need to leave, like are they just locked up there? It's I, weird. I don't know. Seems pretty creepy to me, Hyatt. But anyway, um... So she like looks up at me and she's like, "Hey, uh, what floor are you going to?" And I was like, "I'm going to the rooftop." <laughs> I was like, "I thought we established this already." And she was like, "It's closed." And I'm like, "My family's up there." <laughs> like a lost boy at the zoo. Yeah, my family's up my there. My family's up there. And she was like, "Oh. Well, there he did last call, so everything's closed." And I was like, "Well, I need to get up there with him. I I lost them. I need I need to find them." She's like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll have to take you up there, but you can't get a drink. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So this lady, like, finally gets off the elevator, and I get off, and I go to the bar, and he's like, yeah, it's a soft last call. We usually don't shut off until 12. I was like, all right, I'll get a beer. He finessed Landon into buying a beer. He paid, Landon paid cash. He bought the dude a yeah. meal to that night or something. I don't that's know. A cookout meal, cookout tray. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever needs to happen. But yeah, don't try to cheat me out of getting on the rooftop. I was I was prepared to walk up some stairs. <laughs> yeah, Lance just they were like, yeah, it's closed. He's like, I mean, I'll go up the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the response you tell somebody when they're so closed. I just hopped on there. So yeah, whatever. Mm, whatever. Interesting night, guys. Thank you all for listening so much. Enjoy Game of Thrones. We'll see you next week with baseball action. That's pretty much it. That's all. That's all that's happening. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. So um, slow down. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk some baseball, maybe some Game of Thrones, I guess again. Yeah. So thank you, thank you all for listening. See y'all next week. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.